Welcome to the August 12th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 12. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would bless each one listening today with a wonderful weekend. Help them to relax and have peace in their hearts, knowing that you love them very, very much. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 12, beginning in verse 1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous cannot be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. But she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are, lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will be commended according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. Better is the one who is slighted but has a servant than he who honors himself but lacks bread. A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. He who speaks truth declares righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The truthful lip shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. No grave trouble will overtake the righteous, 
but the wicked shall be filled with evil. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. I'm going to take a closer look at verse 4. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. Friends, I'm going to look at the first part of that verse. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due. My wife, Judy, is my best friend, and she always keeps me on the straight and narrow. And I am just so thankful for her. And I know that I would not be where I am today without her. And, uh, you know, I can't help but think about this, but we were getting ready to go back to our second year of Bible college in uh, just a little bit over two weeks. And uh, we're looking forward to that. But um, I just thank my lucky stars every day for my wife. And guys, I'm going to say this. In order for your wife to be like that, you need to treat her as though she is the most important thing in the world because she is. So if you treat her like she's a queen, that she is your everything, your all in all, if you treat her that way, then she usually will respond in kind. So today is Friday, and I want to bless you guys, so I'm going to go over a particular passage of Scripture, which I think is just a wonderful passage, and it's found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 8. And in my Bible, it's called a New Covenant. So I am going to read to you from the 8th chapter of Hebrews, beginning in verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. 
For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor, and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. I'm going to talk briefly on this passage. I just think it's a wonderful passage. And um, the first covenant is the covenant that God had made with Moses, and that is called the Mosaic Covenant. But this new covenant is a better covenant. And this is covenant was made with the lands of Israel and Judah. <clears throat> but the church today enjoys the spiritual blessings of this covenant. And that's only because of what Jesus himself did on the atonement. When he sat there and chose to die on a cross for each one of us. He made this new covenant available to all of us. So now we can enjoy all the blessings that this new covenant says. And this new covenant has four promises for us. So if you have the ability to write down notes, you may want to write these four things down. But there are four promises given to us with this new covenant. And number one, God's law will be written on believers' minds and hearts. Let me say it again. God's law will be written on believers' minds and hearts. So once you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior... Once you make that commitment to live life as a practicing Christian and you are familiar with the Word of God and you read it on a regular basis, you become closer and closer to God. And a lot of these scripture verses, which I go over on a daily basis, they actually become part of your core being. And you don't really have to think about them all that much. You just know them. And that's what this verse is telling us. The more familiar you become with Scripture, the more knowledge will be added to you. And you can just begin to build that firm foundation knowing that you know the Word of God and what the promises of God are. Number two, believers will have a relationship with God. And that is fulfilling the promise that was originally given in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 12. And it's reiterated in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. Let's look at that verse. It says, I will dwell with them and walk among them. I will be their God, 
and they shall be my people. That is a promise from God. And if you are walking with him and following the commandments that he has given you in his word, then he is going to be with you all of the time. So at the very beginning of my podcast, my initial podcast on April 1st, if any of you wish to go back there, I explain all of this. God lives inside of us, and Jesus lived inside of us. And when Jesus went to be with the Lord, in other words, he knew his time was coming, and he told his disciples, he said, it is better for you that I go, and I will not leave you alone. And so he said he would send us the Comforter, and the Comforter is the Holy Spirit. And now, once Jesus rose from the dead and went to sit at the right hand of God the Father, the Holy Spirit came inside anyone who chose to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, these promises have been given to all of us. Number three, all will know God. And that is such a comfort to me. Now, a lot of times we sit there and think about maybe our family members, people who don't know God, and this promise is telling us that at one point in time, there will be a point in the future when all people will know the Word of God. And that is such a comforting scripture to me. And finally, in number four is God will forgive the sins of believers and remember them no more. That is absolutely awesome. So what that tells me is that we no longer have to become sin conscience. We don't have to think about it anymore. All of our sins have been forgiven. And Paul talks about this often in the book of Romans. He said, wow, now that I know that our sins have been forgotten, should we be free to sin. And friends, listen closely to this. Once you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and purpose in your heart that you are going to follow him, the things that you used to do that are not godly, you no longer have that enticement to do those things anymore. Once you realize how peaceful that you can be knowing God and knowing that you are right with him, you no longer have the desire to sin. You just simply don't. But for those of you who are not quite there yet, let me encourage you with this. The longer you walk with God, the closer you are going to be to him, provided that you read his word on a regular basis. So I wanted to close the week with a blessing. I'm hoping this blessed you. 
I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is any one of you listening to this podcast today and you have never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus. Jesus, thank you for coming down to earth. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. By doing that, you have forgiven all of my sins, past, present, and future. Besides that, you have put me in right standing with God, and I can boldly come to the throne of grace and ask anything in your name for anything I have need of. Thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, it is Friday. I pray that you all have a blessed weekend. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. If you have a chance, please go to a Bible teaching church. Surround yourself with like-minded friends. Enjoy yourselves. I invite you to come back with me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.